The fact that this is like happening yeah, is it's, mortifying. It's weird. It's like <laughs> we've like been talking at it all summer, um, but like it's actually happening. Well, I had the idea for a podcast like very early on in last year. Yeah, you did, which is funny because like I did the interview with you for my um, my the research class, mm-hmm. and it, like when I was listening to the recording to transcribe it, it was really funny, and we talked about it, and we're like, oh, we should start a podcast. That's because us, our minds together, it's just <laughs> too good for the world not to know. Um, welcome to the first episode of Special Podcast Unit, the podcast where two people get together and dissect the Best TV show of all time, Law & Order SVU, which is entering its 20th season this September. Um, I'm Noah. I'm Anna, and we are both college sophomores in D.C. Um, I guess the reason that I wanted to do this podcast initially, like starting out, was first of all, like we didn't really have a topic, but we wanted to do a podcast like so bad. Um, and then I was in my room one day and we were talking about SVU in our group message with everyone, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, like that's, that's it. Like that should be the subject of the podcast. And like, as time went on with us talking about it, I thought it was a better and better idea like every day. Yeah, I remember when you first, you like planted the seed and I was like, now that's compelling. And I remember it being, I don't even know, I was really confused and I thought you were joking. And I was like, I have no idea how that's going to work. But then I got pretty excited about it. And I was like, even if no one cares about this, I care a shitload. (laughs) So it's going to be great either way. But then a lot of people kind of got behind it. And by a lot of people, I mean like the few people I know. Yeah, there are like dozens of followers on the Instagram. That's because SVU is like... A cultural phenomenon it's like not just like a tv show anymore no i definitely agree and you can see that i don't know this is dumb but you can see that in ice T's like twitter back and forth with people he like constantly is like svu this and svu that and everyone like ice T is a gangster rapper but like all of his interactions on twitter are about SVU or video games, which I think is really telling about, like, Ice-T's fame and, like, SVU's impact, I guess. I mean, isn't Taylor Swift's cat, like, named after Olivia Benson? Is that true? Oh, it's 100% true. I can act like I don't know that for sure, (laughs) but I totally know that for sure. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Mariska is, like... An icon. I mean, she makes like 450k an episode. Oh yeah. So that's really crazy. all you need to know. Like that tells you how important this show is. Well, it's also like the longest running um, drama on American television, I think, or maybe after the 21st season, it will be. And I say that like we don't know if it's going to get a 21st season, but it definitely is. When it ends, the country or like the globe will mourn, <laughs> and I will too. <laughs> No, I agree. Well, that's how I felt like when, um, I don't even know what season it is, but when Captain Cragen left, I was like, damn, like, what are we going to do now? Yeah, like when important <laughs> characters start, like, left, like, that's when I was like, this show could end, like, if people stop watching because of that. And that was pretty terrifying. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, it's it's so weird because I feel like I've been watching SVU probably half or more of my life 
And like, I, I know specific moments in my life based on like what SVU episodes I had watched like around that time. I think SVU has shaped my moral compass and like how I view. <laughs> okay, laugh it up. But I'm telling you, like, let me explain. Okay, not my moral compass, but something I do think, like, what would Olivia Benson do? And then I do, like, not what she would do <laughs> because I'm a dumbass. But I don't know. I think it's helped, like, some people become more aware. Like, I was pretty sheltered. I was raised in a suburb where, like, things don't happen, but things happen in SVU. And I know what to do in these situations. I know what to expect. <laughs> I think that... I'm like, I have, I have street smarts. <laughs> okay, JJ Bittenbinder. <laughs> I, th- I think, like, I don't know. I think you're right in some respects, like, about Thank the you. proliferation of, I don't know, maybe an understanding, <laughs> an understanding of sex crimes, like, to be super blunt about it. Um especially for people who like don't have experience with that you kind of in SVU at least their early seasons get a real legitimate idea of like how horrible this kind of thing can be well we kind of talked about this and before this I kind of looked up to see if there are any other shows kind of like this like before like Law and Order came out but I mean it's pretty cutting edge like they talked to they made things like rape and all the other gruesome topics they like talk about and like show so intensely on the show like they made it like not as taboo like no one talked about that shit and that shit wasn't said like on tv and it was definitely like normalized through the show so it's not just like i can't even just say it's not just like a drama tv show anymore it's like i don't know i learned shit on that show no yeah i agree i think it's like definitely important to part of my degree (laughs) to not to like normalize rape culture like that's not what i mean i mean just being able to have the language to talk about that thing or like that kind of thing in a productive way i mean it created the dialogue which is like it opened the dialogue and gave like these voices a platform and like the entertainment aspect of it made like people actually watch it and listen and then they actually say very important things in the show yeah also entertaining the audience yeah and i I think like i may be spouting bullshit right now no i agree with you i think there are episodes of svu that are like very goofy there's an episode or something where (laughs) you think uh (laughs) actually there are point blank episodes of svu that are goofy as hell like there's one that i can think of off the top of my head um where elliot and like the rest of the gang but mostly elliot are working with the fbi to track a um what do you call a cigarette smuggling ring (laughs) it like has nothing to do with sex crimes i guess the s is for cigarette (laughs) cigarette victims unit (laughs) but yeah like overall you know filler episodes not included i think svu has been really important in in a in a cultural sense and also for television like redefining what the police procedural is and what it can be because like you think about it dick wolf had i don't know a dozen i mean definitely less but a dozen law and order shows and svu is the one that stuck and i think there's something to do like there's something to be said about 
the cast and the subject matter in making SVU be the one that stuck. I totally agree with that. But I kind of have no follow-up to that because <laughs> I think you kind of just said everything about that. Now I'm just saying fuck Dick Wolf. <laughs> I, uh... What an iconic name. Everybody knows Dick Wolf. Everyone knows That's executive true. producer Dick Wolf. That's absolutely like, true. How Tramp stamp. I'm so curious. I'm, I'm looking And up. everyone knows the sound. Oh my god, he's... 72? Can we describe what he looks like? Yeah, okay. He's so, exactly what you expect. Actually, I, I'm going to be honest. That's not what I thought he looked like. I've never seen a picture of Dick Wolf before right now. He's a name everyone knows, but he's also very elusive. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think anyone's like ever seen him in public. He's, oh, he went to Penn. He's probably my favorite rich person. I tend to not oh. to like a lot of Hold them. On. Dick <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming he's rich. Worth. Oh my god. Okay, he's worth like 350 million, which is like pocket change. Excuse I'm joking, me. I'm joking. But I look up a lot of celebrity net worth. Look up Paul McCartney and then talk to me about Dick Wolf. I'm sorry, now we're getting very sidetracked. But over the summer, while in between talking about this podcast. Oh, one point, oh my god. Yeah, 1.2 billion. billion. He's worth 1.2 billion. Um, but my sister and I, um, we look up celebrity net worths in our free time, and then we text them to each other and like try and like trump each other, and then we get kind of miserable when we oh, think about the BD salaries Wong we're is, gonna make. BD Wong is worth eight million. He's making that Jurassic World schmoneys. Oh, that's true. Hold on, I'm curious about Ice T now. Forty million. Wow. Can we talk about BD Wong in a black turtleneck? Um. I think you've said all that there needs to be said on the subject oh, because me. you're totally right. <laughs> B.D. Wong in a black turtleneck. That's what we're changing the name of the show to. Goodbye, special podcast unit. Hello, B.D. Wong in a black turtleneck. That's my minor. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, back to Dick Wolf. Uh, I think he's Let's written some then. plays or something. Uh, hold on, I'm going back to his Wikipedia right now. Scrolling down, early life, born in New York City. Oh, so I guess that makes sense. Like, everything is set in New York City that it's he does. because it's his home. He knows. He's speaking from experience. He has 21 seasons of experience. Oh, wow. <clears throat> okay, filmography. Uh, he wrote on Miami Vice from 1984 to 1989. Okay. Um, did a whole bunch of stuff. Law and Order, 1990 to 2010. I didn't know that it was on that long. I didn't know that, like, the original Law & Order lasted that long. Well, my mom, I knew that kind of roughly because my mom, like, thinks SVU is too dark. Like, she used to be able to watch it, but I guess now that all most of her kids are in college, it stresses her out. And she says it's too close to home, so she can't watch it, and she only watches Lauren, Law & Order. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and NCIS. Yeah, NCIS, to me, I know, like, uh, Janie used to like it a lot, um, but it like whenever I watched it, it was really goofy. What was the one you liked, Janie? Janie is our producer, so she's <laughs> not just our producer; she's also my advisor. Because something <laughs> we kind of didn't talk about yet, I was kind of waiting to get to it, but I'll just jam it in here. I don't know that much about SVU. Like, obviously, I watch it, but Janie here, I would classify her as an expert. So I just need like you know how. 
I don't know, professionals set up panels of advisors. Well, Janie's mine because I don't want to disappoint the viewers. It, this uh, Our relationship with Janie is sort of like uh, how Johnny Depp has an earpiece and like someone feeds his lines to him. Janie is like feeding us SVU knowledge as we're recording the podcast. You can like see her Googling stuff on my phone. She also is like sitting here making faces as we speak, kind of letting us know like if what we're telling you right now is like good content. I <laughs> and, uh, can't tell you. She's been beat red the entire time. I don't know if elation or with anger. So. Or just like pure secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> okay, just back to uh, back to what's going on with Dick Wolf. Just going back through his filmography. Uh, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Uh, Exiled. A Law and Order Movie. 1998. So I guess not every Law and Order part of the franchise, part of the Law and Order franchise is successful because I have no idea what that is. No, okay, well, here's this too. Like, I know um, Law and Order Los Angeles. It was a backdoor pilot on SVU, like in 2010, and it started, it came on, I think, right after SVU, like time slot wise, and it just wasn't good. It wasn't very good. and then Law and Order UK, 2009 to 2014. I remember that coming on like, that was during my Doctor Who phase. And I remember that coming on like the before that you episodes had of Doctor one. Who. Did you not? Absolutely not. Like I just didn't. And I'm not even lying to like save myself. I'm sorry if a lot of people watch Doctor Who. My sister does, so sorry, boo-boo. Um, but I like I specifically remember watching Law and Order UK and being like, oh, this sucks. Um, Chicago PD is still on. Chicago Family Med, Guy. Chicago Justice. Oh, he wrote an episode of Family Guy. He also oh, no, was, was a, a guest. It was a voice. He wrote an episode of Community though. That's interesting. I had no idea. Can you imagine him and like Dan Harmon? <laughs> Dan Harmon and him probably got, like, shit-faced drunk together. And they went, let's just fuck around and write an episode. And then it was, like, on TV, like, a week later because they're powerful men and they get shit done, I guess. I agree. Oh, he's got something new. Uh, FBI 2018. to <gasps> I saw previews for that when I still had cable. What is this? It's a show about the FBI. I mean, he doesn't come up with, like, very creative names. Oh, it begins September 25th. Uh, He's had three wives. Three wives and and five five children. children. Okay, here they are. Susan Scranton, married 1970, divorced 1983. Christine Marburg, married 1983, divorced 2005. That's such a long marriage. Noelle Lippman, married 2006. So the dates of these marriages tell me that he was cheating on Susan Scranton with Christine Marburg and cheating on Christine Marburg with Noelle Lippman, unless Christine Marburg died, in which case... May she rest in peace. All right. So I think you're delving very deep into his personal life. Okay, now you're Googling her. Let's give her the respect she deserves. There's like one photo of her. And where he started cheating on her. I find it interesting that he was married to each of these women for so long. Like, I expected them to be short marriages. No, he's a a lovable guy, I guess. I don't think so. 
He Damn. produces a show about rape, murder, and other heinous crimes. Look at this. Uh, oh no, I don't want to get off this page right now. Look at look at his eyebrows or like his brow line in this photo. How lumpy his it is. Brow bone. Yeah. Must be enormous. His uh his skull must have expanded just like to hold his, his brain knowledge. power. Yeah. Like he's becoming more powerful. Like every he levels up every season. And oh, his definitely. His brow bone is like holding the brunt of that weight. So when is Dick Wolf gonna run for president? Like if we can have Anyone celebrity presidents now. Anyone can be now? president. Oh, Janie's telling us that Dick Wolf was a former classmate of President George W. Bush. Oh, it all makes sense. Yeah. They both took dark turns. Mm. Okay. You know what? It's kind of interesting that, like, Law and Order, SVU, Law and George W. Bush uh, helped rehabilitate the country after 9-11. Like, I mean that. Like, the post-9-11 <laughs> okay. really episodes. I want to know where you're going with this. <laughs> no, no, listen. Okay. The post-9-11 episodes of SVU are, like, like powerful. Like, they're about New York City and, like, New Yorkers dealing with the fallout of 9-11 and just stuff like that. And they, they didn't take it lightly in the show. Like, it's really respectful is what I'm getting at. Like, they didn't make light of it. They didn't use it, like, uh, after 9-11, like, all these rapes increased or something. Like, no, they, they, didn't, they didn't take it lightly or anything. Like, they dealt with it in the show really well, I thought. I think a lot of like crime dramas actually do handle 9-11 really well i think it's like a lot of shows like recently or not not right after it happened but in more recent years have made a lot of episodes that kind of like allude to or reference 9-11 and i think they handle it in like a pretty eloquent way yeah and i feel like i have no examples (laughs) except oh no bones all right oh yeah there's there's another like show that uh svu paved the way for yeah I mean, I think SVU, like, made the crime show, like, popular, more popular. I'm not saying it was, like, it piloted it, but I think, like, I just really can't think of a show that's had, like, a show like this that's had this much of an impact on so many people. Like, the fact that we would even think to have a podcast about a show like SVU. Yeah, I agree. Gets me thinking. (laughs) I guess that's a good segue into... um what we're going to be doing on the, pod, on the podcast. Um, so we're going to be taking a handful of episodes per season of SVU and reacting to them, um, kind of dissecting them. Uh, and one thing that I really want to do or be able to do with the podcast is uh, trace the evolution of SVU because the first mm-hmm. 10 or so seasons, uh, maybe the first dozen, are a really dark, serious crime drama and it's it's a police procedural it's like a x-files style monster of the week like what's the crime how are we going to solve it are they going to get tried and, it, and they're pretty formulaic but at the same time it's very like it still keeps you guessing it's still an engaging show but it's not particularly character driven i was about to say that like in the first 10 seasons you like or Roughly the first 10 seasons. I'm talking out of my ass a little bit. Like, you don't know much about the characters. Like, you know... I think the most... 
the character they focus the most on like is Stabler at the beginning because he's mm-hmm. the only one that he has this huge family and like, yeah. all these kids. But like then in the later seasons, it like focuses on Olivia and like her multiple children and the other detectives. Janie's nodding her head, so I'm <laughs> saying the right stuff. But no, I definitely think the first seasons are really dark. We over the summer we were watching a few episodes and they were like from earlier seasons like pixie cut mariska and they yes, cover please. some stuff and i don't really sometimes it's like very difficult to watch like and it's just like kind of horrible but i guess like at the time like it was they were piloting that you know like i th- think it's not like more normal no but it is more normal to have this conversation and like show things like that which we talked about earlier yeah so, i agree um and i think now and like later seasons um janie told us earlier that mariska said that she wants to when she started producing <laughs> she wants to relate to the audience more and i think they like try and keep the show like up to date with like what's happening currently yeah um, and you can even see that like in the in the change in the color palette in the show like from the first dozen seasons or whatever to now going on season 20 the color palette in the newer seasons is so much lighter the dialogue even is less heavy yeah it's it's very like uh it's it's much more conversational like in a I don't know, in, in a in a digestible way. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in, in the earlier seasons, and when they talk about it, they talk very, like, uh, very seriously about it, very technically about it. And uh, in the later seasons, I think you can see where the writers sort of, like, find their footing with the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when new characters are introduced in the later seasons, like, it, it, they fit into the molds a lot more quickly, I think. Um, because they don't, the writers obviously don't have to spend as much time um, developing them to like fit into the the SVU dynamic, like the dynamic in the precinct. That's one thing <laughs> in SVU they don't talk about that much is like there's an entire NYPD <laughs> that you would think just watching the show like they're the only cops. Well, that's <laughs> like, all, never all else. cop shows are, and then they kind of like bring up that they're not the only ones. Like they kind of allude to it. I don't know. Or they made like, like comments or like one person like passing by. They're like, oh, another cop. And it's like, oh, there are other <laughs> cops in D.C. Because I'm pretty sure Olivia Benson handles every single crime. Like, it doesn't matter. But going back to characters, I also like something. Oh, you're looking up Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, yeah I want to see what uh, precinct they're in. Oh, oh it's Nine-Nine. I think uh, SVU's the 99th precinct also. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, I don't know. I was going to talk about, like, how violent the first seasons are. And I would, like, know that... Oh, it's 16th. So you were totally wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next. Uh, I was just, like, something that stuck with me, even though I haven't, like, avidly watched for a while, is, like, Stabler was so violent. Like, with... Mm-hmm. Like, well, when they're interrogating... And so, like, it's, like, really misleading. Like, how I envision, like, interrogations to go. It's, like, them just being... like. The one being interrogating, being beat to shit. Yeah. And they just go, Elliot, stop. And he doesn't. He almost <laughs> kills them, like, every time. And then they go, nuts. And then nothing kind of happens. And I know that's not, I'm generalizing the show, but how many times does that happen? No, I agree. Well, especially with, like, a lot of people in my family having been cops and, like, been I in that I thought you were going to say been to jail. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think so. Um, with, with, with like a lot of people in my family having been cops, uh, it, it's so much more 
desk work than they show in SVU. Like the one character who involves, or like, I guess who embodies the spirit of desk work is Munch. <laughs> like he's the one always at the desk. And that's why he looks like that. Like he's hunched over because he's always writing reports because he's a good cop. I relate like, to him. I always I felt like I was the most like him. I know I wanted to be Olivia, but I just felt like <laughs> Munch. And um, Janie's, and Janie's iced, iced tea. tea. <laughs> See, I'm not iced tea. Yeah, no, I can... I, I can own I my idolize status. Him. I idolize him and worship him, but I'm not him, and I know that. <laughs> um, but it makes sense that Janie would be iced tea. Yeah, no, that makes and a lot of sense. And thinking back to this, I'm totally going back to something that we talked about a while ago, but the UK law and order. Just imagine iced tea with the British accent. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the show would have like prospered if that was what it was. But I have no yeah. idea what it was like, but I'm sure it was dry. <laughs> I think I think we should we should do a couple episodes of SVU UK. Yeah, or, or just like UK. Law and Order, like different branches. Is branches the right word? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. branch. Just like a branch of government. <laughs> <laughs> There's checks and balances, and uh, SVU has quickly become the most powerful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Other things to expect from the season. We'll have about not about. We're gonna have like four episodes. Um, per season we'll each pick two and it'll be great yeah i agree uh we're gonna like i said we'll go through them um i want to focus on like i said like tracking the evolution character another thing is character development i'm gonna interrupt you <laughs> <laughs> um i also want to do like pieces on uh, uh like the emmy and oscar award nominated um oh. actors that have been guest stars on svu because svu is kind of a revolving door of actors like it's sort of a rite of passage to be a famous actor like so right. been on svu like phil of the future was on svu I, like what does he do now i totally didn't even like think about that so many like that's like kind of where you get your start i think i think at the beginning like they really just needed people um but what i've noticed is usually like I haven't been watching SVU and been like, that like extra is horrible. Like they're oh, always yeah. good. Like I don't. I'm not. I just find it interesting that so many actors have like gotten their star. I'm pretty sure has Jennifer Lawrence been on it. Uh, I swear I she it has. The whole cast of Orange Is the New Black. Thank you, Janie. Oh, um, Jennifer Lawrence SVU. That's the sixth thing. Huh. Um, See. Most famous guest stars, uh, Business Ooh. Insider article from earlier this year. See, oh, this 37 is how, famous guests. This is how transparent we'll be with you to oh. show you that we do the bare minimum research. And if something comes up during the show, we'll just Google it. Yeah, and you can hear me type it. Serena Williams. Oh, that's like season five. No, oh, it, oh, it is. is. Amanda Seyfried, could... Martin Short. He is pretty short. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. Everyone has been on SVU. And if you haven't, I think you should. Like, I think I would want to be. I think this is a... If this podcast gets big enough, I would really like to be on it. So, Mariska, if you're listening, email me, and I'll give you all my info. Um, A good segue, I guess. (laughs) into our outro <laughs> which would be uh follow us on social media if you're not already um if you're not i don't know how you heard about this show but just a little plug here we're on instagram at special podcast unit and we're on twitter at special pod unit um follow us on both of their both of those platforms uh for updates on the show and just when you follow us 
we are totally open and totally encourage you to tell your friends, maybe post about us on your story, give us a little shout out, retweet some tweets. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we need all the all the word of mouth promoting that we can get. Do your and, part in helping the show get big so Anna and I can live our dream of uh, being on SVU. <laughs> that is the ultimate goal. Like, I told my mom right away when she's like, what do you hope to get get out of this, you dumb idiot? I said, I need to be on SVU or I need to interview Mariska. So then Janie will get fired and my <laughs> new producer and advisor will be Mariska. And I think Janie would be okay with that. Are you no, she's her saying head? no. <laughs> You'll, you'll find Janie. Like, she won't just be voiceless. Um, you can hear her whisper, I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll, she'll have her moment. We will also have guest stars. Sorry, you thought this was ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have guest um, co-hosts on the show. Um, lots of our friends want to be on the show. Want to want to give their two cents on SVU and uh, certain episodes they're really passionate about and stuff like that. Um, so hopefully we can uh, we can ride this out all 20 seasons um, and we'll just we'll just see where it goes. Yeah, stick uh, with us. Yeah, stick with us. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week. <laughs>